Warning, this podcast contains adult language, mature situations, the usual isekai tropes, shy, introverted main characters, cruel humans, determined monkeys, and mid-maxing power. Listener discretion is advised. Pretty cute. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Spark and Manga Review. Some podcasts and vague reviews about connectly enhanced narratives. I'm your host Zan, saying konnichiwa, aloha, bonjourno, and what's up. Yes, we're back for another fun-filled episode of this wonderful podcast. And I said these, said this, sorry. Had to fight a... <sighs> you know, it's been kind of a long weekend. A lot of stuff going on. Anyway... Uh, for those of you who are joining us for the first time, welcome. Spyrokin is a podcast that provides informative reviews about connectly enhanced narratives. Every episode I'll talk about one to two titles and I'll tell you the pros and cons about it, how the art style is, the characters are, and if it's worth investing your time in. You don't have to agree with anything that I or my co-hosts say, but I try to be as educational, entertaining, and non-biased as possible, even though sometimes the bias does creep in if it's really good or really bad. And, uh... You can check out any of our earlier episodes at www.spyrokin.com. You can email me personally at zanspyrokin.com. We are on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr, YouTube, Spotify, Player FM, iTunes Store, a.k.a. Apple Music. We're on Stitcher and we're on so many other social platforms, including if you play video games, the Nintendo uh, Network and the PSN, if you want to play me against video games. Now, if you have any questions or comments or concerns, you can actually email me, like I said, zanspark.com. And if you want to do something really awesome, definitely like those pages or follow me at Twitter at Spirekin or on Instagram at Spirekin. Tag me or let me know what you think. So if you remember for the last episode of the Spirekin Manga Review, I spun that one, that only the wheel of manga and it dictated onto me that we're reviewing a manga, which is also a light novel. And it's also a manga. I actually found the light novel at anime nyc i picked it up i really enjoyed it then i found out the manga and i picked it up and i really was surprised by it because it's from a genre that i've been kind of pissed off at and what am i talking about i'm talking about isekais yes it is another resurrection manga and this one was interesting because i've for the last couple i've reviewed they've been kind of getting stale it's the same premise Guy becomes omnipotent man and then he kicks butt. Or guy becomes omnipotent warrior and he kicks butt. Or lady becomes omnipotent warrior and she kicks butt. Same rich, watch rich, repeat over and over and over again. This was something different. It actually was inventive and engaging. I was surprised at it. But before I go any further, let's give you the basic notes. First off, it was written by Baba Okina and illustrated by... Uh, I can't read that unfortunately i see the name but i can't read it 
It's in Katakana, and I can't read it. But anyway, it was published by Kodakao Shoten and brought over here by Yen Press for both the light novel and the manga. Its original run was 2015 to present. There are seven volumes, and it is a web light novel that became a real light novel, and there's a manga adaptation, and it is an action-adventure, comedy, drama, fantasy, mystery, sci-fi, senin series. And the name of this manga is Kumadeska Nanika? Or, so I'm a spider, so what? So, the whole premise of this manga light novel, it's pretty simple. Our main character wakes up in a dark, scary place. She doesn't know where she is. It's all black and dark, and she feels kind of cramped. So she stretches out, stretches out. We know it's girl. That's one thing we do. She stretches out and busts out of her egg. Turns out that she was a young girl who she was in her classroom, and there was a big explosion. And she woke up, and she's been resurrected as a spider. But she's actually a cute little spider. She looks really adorable. She has, like, cute legs, cute eyes, and she's also very... Like, she's a geek that was turned into a spider. She has low self-esteem, and she's someone who reads light novels and reads, like, BL stuff, and she just wants to survive. And as she wakes up, she sees all her siblings, or a thousand siblings, eating each other. So she's like, yeah, screw this, and she tries running off. Then she sees her mom, who is a gigantic spider that's enormous, and she runs away for her life. So she doesn't know what she does now. So she has been resurrected in this world as a level one baby spider so what is she gonna do as a level one baby spider well she ends up she doesn't know what she can do she finally she has a stat which is study and she ends up maxing out her stats she figures out she can examine stuff so she uses the examine over and over and over again against the walls until she gets to like the level 10 and then she just slowly ups her skills and she just levels up so she becomes amazing because she realizes she has stats and she can increase her stats and she's dealing with all of these things in this world. Like she makes a home which is actually like a tent that's her personal home and she's happy with and things are going to go good. And she ends up eating one of her brothers because there's nothing else to eat. But she has to survive somehow. So she doesn't know what she's going to do and then suddenly humans show up. And they're humans. They sh- she should be happy to see them. The only problem is that she knows what they are. She thinks they're really cool but they see a spider. So immediately their thing is... Burn the webs down, kill the spider. So she loses her home, and now she has a nomadic life where she's going to escape the giant caves or dungeon that she's in and find her way in this world. Meanwhile, gaining levels and getting more powerful. Like, she gets bigger slowly, then she gets smaller because she goes from a very, like, a medium-sized baby spider to a regular-sized small spider. Then she becomes a poison spider, which has magic abilities, which is smaller than the other one, which is the assassin spider. So she keeps changing her size, and it's actually really cool that she does that. She keeps changing one to the other, and it does all this stuff. And she has all these very cool stats. Like, she ends up learning um, magic spells. She ends up getting these scythes for hand. So she's she's an assassin spider. She kills him immediately, and she has human intelligence. So she's able to figure out what she needs to do in order to survive in this world. And the first volume ends where she ends up finding this cave filled with these monkey people and she puts her web up high where they can't reach her but the only problem is they get pissed off at her so they try to attack her and they figure out they can climb up high and then kill her and it becomes a war between her this little spider and these 
giant ape creatures that look kind of like Saiyans from Dragon Ball Z. And we'll just say she kicks their ass, but it takes a lot of toll out of her because the only reason why she's able to survive is she levels up halfway through fighting all these different monkeys and then fighting the bosses and beating them and getting some power from it. In the manga, I read a little further through some questionable sites and you find out that she also likes eating, but like she actually will cook her food like a human. Like she'll, you know, she ends up in the area where the dragons are and it's all magma. So she actually kills a creature and puts it on the magma so it heats up like in Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. When you're in the Goron area, you could throw meat on the floor and it cooks. And she figures it out and she's like, oh, this is so good. I wish I had some sort of sauce on top of it. So she's very whimsical and creative. And it's like just, she had a bad lot in her resurrection, but she's making the best she can. She does have some geeky moments where she thinks about her past and she gets all sad and isolated and introverted, but she's striving to exist still, and I do like it. Generally, if it's not Spider-Man, I don't like spider stories. I'm going to tell you this right now. I generally don't, but for some reason this story stuck out to me. It just seemed intriguing and engaging because it just it was pretty funny and cool. It was very whimsical and weird. It wasn't like the other Isekai stories, which it just seemed so different because usually it's Oh, I'm the omnipotent great human ever. I'm this, I'm that. This is, no, she is bottom of the barrel, a small creature in a dungeon that usually is like 10 hit points and they're dead. You kill them immediately and she now has to exist in this world and try to survive when everything is trying to kill her. And she has to work to increase her powers, increase her strength, and increase her knowledge because she does learn her abilities because she has a human mind, supposedly. I mean... I don't know, she's very vague on her memories, so something seems off about that. Maybe it's just the resurrection process fucked everything up, so her brain is scrambled. I don't know, but she's like, I remember being a human, I remember having a classroom, I remember having a house, my house got destroyed, and I wish I had my room and my boots, and my... So it seems she has memories, but something seems off. I don't know. But in this world, she is adapting slowly, and it's really cool when she does succeed, like her figuring out how to make almost like a bolo out of her webs or her making a ledge for her webs. So she makes like a, a hidden, like a tarp almost. It's really fun. Really cute. I really like the art style. And the story's really well done because the light novel is in first person. And I usually don't do these two where I do two of them together, but I do enjoy this so much. I think it's a really well done. And. Usually, Isekai stories, I don't give high ratings on. I'm like, this is crap, this is garbage, unless it's on, like, Grimgar or, like, Dot Hack. I generally am very harsh on these series, but this one I really did enjoy. And I'm going to have to give this a really, really, really fucking cool. If you don't read this now, your brain will freeze your eyes, soap your soul before for the great Zelma Gusar, our highest rating, because it is such a good manga, and it's a great light novel. And Yen Press actually knocked it out of the park with this one. I can't wait to see where they go next with this. I'm really invested in this. I'm actually going to buy the next volume. And for both of them, uh, I just, well, I don't know what to say. I just, it's a lot of fun. And usually I can't say that about spiders, but it was really fun. And just seeing uh, Kumoko, the no-name spider, going forward and becoming all the things she is, it's pretty cool because she starts off as the terror attack baby. Then she becomes an adult terror attack. Then she becomes a small poison terror attack. Then she becomes a Zoe Era, which is like the assassin spider. And that's where she's at now. And she is 
just it's showing how fond of food she is and just how happy-go-lucky she is. And how she's now come to the point in the manga where she's starting to talk to herself and she actually split her mind. So there's two mind. Like one does magic, one is control of the body. So it's kind of, she's not alone. But I, I don't know. I want to see her interact with other characters, see what happens to her. Anyway. So yeah, check it out. I highly recommend it. Um, now before we get to the part you've all been waiting for, remember you could check out any of our earlier episodes at www.spirekid.com. We're also on Stitcher, Spotify, Player FM, the Apple iTunes Store. Highly recommend if you're on any of those sites to subscribe and or leave us a comment on those sites. Let us know what you like and don't like. Also, follow us on Twitter at Spirekin and on Instagram at Spirekin. Uh, leave us some notes and tag us if you see us at a convention. I've got some great things going on, and some of the other co-hosts are going to be at Anime Boston. They've officially said they're going to be at Anime Boston, so we're going to have a blast there. And um, with that in mind, let's get to the part you've all been waiting for. And what am I talking about? I'm talking about that one, that only. The Yes, friends, the Wheel of Manga, except no substitute. Now, what is the Wheel of Manga? The Wheel of Manga is a Wheel of Fortune with 10 slots on it. What I'm going to do is I'm going to spin that Wheel of Manga. And whatever number it lands on, I have assigned a manga to that number. And whatever number it lands on, that's what I'm reviewing the next episode of the Spark and Manga Review. And I'm excited because we've got some great titles up. And we've got some weird ones, too, but we have primarily some great titles. So let's spin and see what we're reviewing in the next episode of the Spark and Manga Review. Number six. All right, so let's see what I'm going to review. And the title of the manga we're reviewing in episode 258 is Yokohama Kadaishi Kiko. That's actually a pretty cool manga. I've heard about it. It's a futuristic, kind of end of the worldy robot fiction story. Kind of a are they real, are they not? But again, I digress. So we'll see in the next episode about that. Uh, anyway, thank you guys for listening. And uh, email me, zansparker.com. Tell me what you like about the podcast, what you don't like. And also, for the random question of the episode, let me know. What do you think you would reincarnate as in an isekai story? Put in the show notes down below. Anyway, this is your Hosan saying I'll see you guys next time. And I am Gonsville. Bye. <laughs>